The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good morning, and thank you for joining host Cheryl Esposito for an intriguing hour of Leading Conversations. Each week, Cheryl brings together big thinkers to the Voice America Business Channel. Now here's your host, Cheryl Esposito. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito. Today, I have a very special friend who's joining us, Martin Root, who is an amazing man with a brilliant vision for the world. Martin is a friend and a very successful consultant. He's the president of Livelihood, and they offer a wide range of consulting services, everything from strategic vision to corporate spirit, facilitated dialogue, and creative leadership. I've known Martin for several years, and the man walks his talk. It's just very impressive. And Oh, and besides that, he loves to have fun. That's also fun. Um, but, but most recently, Martin has created a project, um, and he's founder of Project Heaven on Earth, and we're here to talk about that today. Martin, thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Cheryl. What a lovely introduction. Thank you so much. It's so great to have you. Where are you today? Where in the world are you? In the world, I am in Santa Fe, New Mexico today. Ah, lovely. Lovely place to spend the fall, huh? You know, it was raining this morning here, and it's just finished a tiny little bit of snow, and we're in a lovely place, and it's, ah, it's lovely. Oh, that's great. So, so Martin Root, man yes. who has accomplished a great deal in your life, um, and you've, the whole time I've known you, you have always had a sense that there was something more that could be happening, even as we, you know, you and I are part of a group that is um, a very large group of transformational leaders, and most of us see the world a little differently than many people. But you have always, I saw, had a way of seeing that was even beyond that. And the first time you started talking to me about heaven on earth, I saw in you such resolute conviction and yet complete awe and wonderment at the same time. So, Martin, tell us a bit about how you initially came to have this wondering about heaven on earth. Um, About 15 years ago, Cheryl, I was doing a talk on spirituality and work. I helped to start that whole movement. And I thought, just before I was going on to speak... If every business in the world is spiritual, is that what you want? And I thought, well, if we have every business spiritual, then what we're going to do, because uh, business is a temporal power in the world, then we could transform the world. 
And then this thought came into my head, oh, you mean heaven on earth. And I thought, oh my God, you can't say that. And I thought, wait a minute, why can't we say that? I can certainly speak to you about hell on earth if I want. Why can't we speak about heaven on earth? And so thus began uh, my inquiry into what is this? What is heaven on earth? And so what I've discovered over the years is that I think people have a very, very deep sense of the kind of world they want, Cheryl. They really, you know, they don't want hunger. They don't want war. They don't certainly want terrorism, uh, unnecessary pain and suffering. But those visions, those deeply held yearnings and longings for the kind of world they want, that's not really common conversation. And so what I'm doing here is saying, look, this yearning, this longing for the kind of world you want, it's now time. It's time for this to come out into public conversation and public engagement. Not by me telling you what heaven on earth is, because I don't think that's going to work. That's proselytizing. That would be my point of view. But rather, by evoking what heaven on earth is for you, so that you discover it for yourself, and then engage with it. And, you know, in a short little way, that's that's what I've been up to for the last 15 years. Hmm. So... How do you define heaven? I mean, I know you say it's, 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 you know, the kind of world you want. So that has a pretty vast um, universal possibility there. (laughs) What do you mean, right? I mean, you know, what do you mean? How do you define heaven? Well, let's let's look at um, two components of that. First of all, you know, the, the, the traditional thinking about heaven. So when I started looking at heaven on earth... The first thing I looked at was what is people's view, perception of what heaven is. And for most Mm -hmm. people, it's the place you go after death. It's where God and the angels live. But the essence of it, the essence of it is, it's not here, not now. And that really Mm -hmm. struck me as, as just fascinating. So that no matter what we do, we could never have ultimately the world work because we can't have heaven on earth. We can have heaven in heaven, which is fine. I don't know about that. But what about here on earth? So that's that's the first thing, that the notion of heaven as not been, as not being here isn't actually mm. even accurate. And where that came from was in the 1600s when, just before the telescope was invented, People thought that heaven kind of existed from two or three inches off the ground, way up into the sky, so they could see kind of the roof of heaven. And it was all heaven. Along comes the telescope. Galileo looks up and and doesn't see heaven. And so they began to think, well, it must be farther than we can see. That's this notion of farther away. And Uh I'm saying that that... That might be fine in those days, but in these days, with all the issues that are going on in the world, the recent stuff in Paris, for example, we need to start having this world work, and that you and only you can make the significant and unique contribution that you alone can make. So what I want to do is have people discover what heaven on earth is for them, and, and we'll look at that in this interview, hopefully, and then get engaged in doing that. So what would happen if mm. more, as more and more people begin to look at what heaven on earth is for them and engage right. with that, we shift the story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be humanity. 
what we're looking mm. for, I believe, I believe, is the new story. But people are saying, you know, the old story isn't working. We need a new story. We need a new story. But we've not named that new story. So it's become a source of frustration. If, however, we name it as heaven on earth, as that we're experiencing and co-creating heaven on earth, now I think there's something that people will want to engage in. Hmm. So, so I I can't um, pass up the whole situation that's going on in Paris right now. Um, the horrific bombings that have been occurring there, and the number of people who have died. And of course, Paris is only one place in our world where this has happened. Right? It's happening in yep. Syria every day. It's happening in um, Lebanon. It's happening in uh, the left bank. I mean, it's happening everywhere in the world that we don't always rise to the occasion the way we are rising to the occasion around Paris. And so when you say if people can define their own heaven on earth and then engage in that, so what if someone's perspective of heaven on earth is not um, what many of us would judge as positive or good for humanity. How do you reconcile that in this? I think that's a very, very powerful question. And I, I look at it in a number of ways. First of all, the majority, the vast majority of people in the world are good and honest and want the world to work, want to have a decent living, want to look after their children, their grandchildren, want the environment to be clean. This is an appeal, first of all, to those people, so that we, us people, become the ones who are in control of the agenda going forth. Secondly, ultimately, if we're going to have heaven on earth, we've got to, in some way, engage with the ISIS of the world. I don't think that's tomorrow, clearly. I think what the work that I'm doing now is to create this container in which more and more people shift the um, the context of what it means to be a human. And, you know, I, I want to use an example. Mm. I'm reading a, a book by uh, Peter Block on community, which is a wonderful book. And he talks about the impossibility of herding cats, herding pussy yeah. cats. You know, everybody yeah. knows you can't do that. You can't do that. And so he quotes a consultant, I've forgotten his name, and the consultant says, yes, you can herd cats. And so your first reaction when you hear that is, oh my God, he's nuts, it's impossible. Everybody, (laughs) it cannot be done. And his answer is, in terms of how do you herd cats, tilt the floor. Now, when you hear that, exactly, when you hear that the first time, you go, oh, my God, of course, of course. So what seems at this moment to be totally impossible, I'm holding in the longer term, we will have to clean up the ISIS. I don't know how. Hopefully there's somebody out there who does know how in a way that works, in a way that stops the killing and the, and the rape and the destruction and all that. Because I think these guys have lost, you know, they're over the edge. They can't, the way they're playing right now, they can't play with us. And we've got to somehow 
I don't know how yet. I mean, I know some of the ways is you got to take them out. I understand that. And there are other ways in which you build bridges with the Muslim Islamic world so that mm-hmm. the culture, the client, the, the uh, culture in, the, in that whole area begins to be, no, I mean, clearly this can't continue. We never thought we would come to peace with Germany. We never thought we would come to peace with Japan. So impossibilities that appear impossible, if you stop there, then it's game over. You know, then what can I do? It's, I'm, I'm cynical. There's nothing I can do. The world is, the world is screwed. Well, but that's not going to get us anywhere. Right. Right. So, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that focusing on where we can have the most impact and how we can affect um, the most engagement. You know, I mean, we know we we've had a society for many, many years now who has. It's almost as if everybody's standing on the sidelines, watching whatever is happening, and then saying, "Well, it's not my problem," or yeah. "I want politicians to fix it," or. I can't do anything about it anyway, so why, you know, why should I care? And what I'm seeing is that things like this um, that have happened in Paris this last week, this is bringing home um, the vulnerability to everyone. And for so long, all of the quote-unquote things that went on seemed like it wasn't in our neighborhood. It was around the world. It didn't matter. Um, you know, it just, people were not as engaged in knowing what they needed to know. And I think that your concept of heaven on earth is part of what people can do to bring themselves into their own presence and with that, having a real purpose and with that, understanding what part they play in this global experience that we're having. And so I'm, I'm so fascinated by this. I just, I love that you're doing this. And I would love to hear kind of, you know, two things. One is, you know, how do you get people to, you know, really get a sense of what is their heaven on earth? And then I'd also like to understand, um, you know, what do you hear from people when you are when you ask questions about this, you know, do they say, "Well, you're crazy," or you know, what kind of response have you gotten? So, two questions there. Let me let me uh, answer one because uh, I know we're going to go to a breakthrough. I want to give you one example of a seeming impossibility. Going back to the ISIS thing, I did a telesummit once in which a woman was really really angry about violence against women in her uh, province in Canada. Mm. She went to the government. She went to the police. No, 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 there's nothing we can do. There's nothing we can do. And she was really mad. So on this call, we were talking about the sufferings uh, in the world and what we could do to end them. And she said, look, I've been to the police. I've been to the government. Nothing, nothing, nothing. What would you do, Mark? And I, I didn't know what to say. I just said, well, Susan, I don't know. You could donate $5,000. You could donate a penny. Well, what difference would a penny make? One of the other women on the call said, Suppose that everybody in your county donated a penny a day to help end violence against women. And she went, oh, my God. And she started a program called Making Change, in which she handed out little 
mason jars with a picture of a woman, half her face beaten up, half her face bright, alive, and light coming out of it. They raised $2,500 in a short, short period, and all they asked was a penny a day. That's it. Mm, That $2,500, they put a grant into the Canadian Federal Government Status of Women Department, and they granted them $300,000, $100,000 for each of three years. Now she reports that anywhere she goes and says what she's there for, the first question people ask is, how can I help? I Mm. love that story because what started as a seeming impossibility turns out with a penny a day to make an enormous impact. So it's that metaphor, that example, for what can you, the listener, do with the slightest, simplest way to start shifting something in the world or in your own life, at your work, something that you think, quote, is impossible. Mm. Well, and what's so great about that is, you know, it's almost like you um, staffed her out of that brain synapse that she was stuck in, that rut that her brain was stuck in about, we can't do this, right? We can't do this. And um, suddenly, you very quickly shifted for her a sense of possible. You know, what's possible? Yeah. And, and yeah. What, what happens when people get in touch with what heaven on earth is for them and what simple, when we come back after the break, what simple, easy steps they can take, all of a sudden something that seems, I want to underline, seems impossible, suddenly begins to move. Mm, I love that. So we're going to take a break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to Martin Root about just how do you get people to identify their own heaven on earth. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. Biz Locker Radio is a high-energy business show that features compelling conversations and cutting-edge business content that you can use to improve your performance today. Hosted by Kelly Riggs and presented by the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio features dynamic thought leaders from sales, marketing, leadership, business strategy, social media, and more. If you're in business, you need an edge. Develop that edge with Biz Locker Radio. 
Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Central on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with my very special guest, Martin Roos, the founder of Project Heaven on Earth. So, Martin, come on, tell us, how do you get people to identify what is their heaven on earth? And, and um, you know, it's a very significant question because there's a difference between thinking about heaven on earth and what that could be and actually discovering it within yourself. So what I've done mm-hmm. after interviewing interviewing hundreds and hundreds of people, is I've developed three simple questions that will get directly at this. And so let me ask you, are you willing to answer the questions? Oh, sure. I'll play. Okay. All right. So question one, tell me a time when you experienced heaven on earth. What was going on? Hmm. So... What immediately comes to mind is um, a time when I was in Bali with the love of my life, my husband, and it was many, many years ago we had, um, this was my first experience in Bali, and I was standing on the sand watching these young children play soccer on the sand, you know, throw around the soccer ball and, you know, hit it with their heads and laugh. And, and it was just about time for the sun to set. And I looked out and saw this beautiful, vast ocean. I saw the colors in the sky. I heard the laughter of children. And I turned to my right and my husband was standing there um, just, with the most beautiful embrace in his eyes for me. It was complete and unconditional love. That was heaven on earth for me. Lovely. I mean, I was right there. Mm. Very vivid, isn't it? Very vivid. Yeah. Yeah. Very vivid. Yeah. Okay, that's question one. Question two. Here's a magic wand, and with this wand, you can have heaven on earth. What's heaven on earth for you? Mm. Okay. So it is. So the qualities of that experience for me were um, beauty and peace and openness. There was an there was an openness and connectedness. There was. There was no fear. It was all, I guess you could say it was all love. Um, it was, you know, like those little kids knew that I was watching and, you know, once the ball came over to me and, you know, I stopped and, you know, laughed and picked it up and, you know, they were having fun playing with me, having fun with them. 
And it was just easy. I want us to be able to connect that easily in the world. You know, I want us, um, I want humanity, as you say, to understand that there is no separation. We are all one. We're here together, you know, to make this place a beautiful, sustainable, enjoyable experience while we're on the planet. Very clear, very, very clear. Um, and I'm very moved by by being privy to that, and thank you for sharing that. And then the third question, what simple, easy, concrete step or steps will you take in the next 24 hours to have more of that? Hmm. So, you know... Um, most people don't know this about me, but I am an introvert. And most people, when we have that type of conversation, they say, that's not possible. You know, you're out in front of people all the time. You do these huge presentations. You, you know, you're easy to talk to, etc." And I say, yes. And I've had to train myself to do that. And so it's very easy for me to not reach out. It's very easy for me to get um, caught up in tasks and doing my work. I'm working on a big project right now for clients. And so, you know, it's very easy for me to say my time has to be committed to that. And I actually could be reaching out to people that I love, you know. And, um, and I had that experience actually yesterday because... Um, a very wonderful friend of ours, um, Martin Morley Lesko, passed away. And yesterday, um, my husband and I attended a gathering to honor Morty. And it was breathtakingly beautiful. There was a sense in that room. And there, there must have been over, you know, 100 people in that room easily. Um, there was a sense that we were all connected because of him and because of his capacity to be love. And all of us reported feeling that, all of us. And, and then all of us felt connected to one another. And it was that kind of connection that sometimes we notice when we're most vulnerable and when people die and we are you know, in grieving, we're vulnerable. And so we let things like that in. And so, you know, I want to be able to simply do that on purpose when I'm too busy, quote-unquote, to do that stuff. And that's what I can do. So, I can reach out to people I know. So will you do that? I will do that. And will you I have, have... I have a mental... I, I have a mental list already of <laughs> three people right group? up the top of my head that I need, I'm going to reach, reach out to, yes. And will you have that reaching out be your contribution to experiencing and co-creating heaven on earth? Yes, absolutely. Good. So, thank you, Cheryl. Let's go through the three questions again. So the first one, tell me a time when you experienced heaven on earth, what was going on? And you went to the experience in Bali very beautifully and very vividly. And what's interesting is when I ask people that first question, 
What people do not do, like you did not do, is ask, what do you mean by heaven on earth? Mm. What, people, what people do is what you did, which is answer the question. And the only way you could answer the question, I say, is because there's something in you called an, that I call an already knowing that knows what heaven on earth is. So question one is designed to get you to see that you, in fact, do know what heaven on earth is and have mm. had an experience. The second question, here's a magic wand, and with it you can have heaven on earth. What is heaven on earth for you? The rationale for the magic wand is to remove the necessity of having to know how you're going to do it. And if you don't need to know mm. how you're going to do it, then you can just say, okay, you've got freedom to just go with it. And you went very beautifully into peace and love and connecting and, and openness. And in addition to the words you used, the energetic you expressed, Cheryl, was what everybody expresses. Very open, soft, gentle, direct. And, you know, no intention at all to impose that on me, on somebody else. You're speaking from what I call your divine essence. It's deeper than vision. It's even deeper than soul. Imagine a room, you know, of 100 people, 200 people answering that question. It's, 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 yeah. it's amazing. Amazing. And then the third mm-hmm. question is designed, you know, here, what's a simple, easy, concrete step that you can take that will move that forward? And you very, you know, succinctly went to that. So those are the three questions. And you can find those questions on my website, projecthabitonearth.com. Again, projectheavenonearth.com. And once you're engaged with it, then the creativity that comes out is stunning. I'll give you a couple other examples. Flyer in Hawaii, he teaches courses on microgreens, little tiny green plants you can grow in like, I think, 10 days. And he said, well, what can I do? I can't do anything. And I said, well, let's, 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 let's consider what could you do. And she had come up with her definition of heaven on earth. And she said, I know exactly what I can do. She embedded it at the, at the closing on every email that she sends out. So every time she sends an email out, it's out there. Another woman, uh, a tea merchant. Well, what can I do? I just make and sell and blend teas. And I said, well, what if, what if you did a heaven on earth tea? And she went, yeah, I can do that. So she created a heaven on earth tea. It's Lady Baker's Tea Trolley in Prince Edward Island. Lady Baker's Tea Trolley dot CA. You can go on there and look at her black tea. And she blended. What was lovely to me is why she blended this particular teas that she did was because she wanted a harmonious blend of teas as a metaphor mm. for a harmonious blend of people, plus rose petals from the ground mm. in Prince Edward Island. Wonderful. So those are just two more examples. One woman with Christmas, she sent out a letter to, um, an email to 70 of her, of her uh, family members saying, what's heaven on earth for you? 40 of them wrote back. She took those 40 and put it into her Christmas letter that year that she sent to all 70. So wow. The, cre- the creativity that emerges is mind-boggling. I mean, literally, mm. mind boggling. Because I could never think of that, but people get it. They once they know what heaven on earth is for them, they're in. 
and then come up with suitable ideas. Hmm. And there's more information. Now, it's, also, on my website, com, you can see what I call the heaven makers. And uh, there's tons of, of examples there. There's a woman who's doing a Heaven on Earth video contest with uh, $10,000 in prizes. Hmm. You know, in the writing that you did, um, and in one of your, one of your videos, um, you said um, that there is... Well, you talk about the, the notion of heaven, and, and, you know, traditionally you see that people see heaven as a noun, and as you said earlier, the yes. place where God's angels live. And, but then when you dig deeper um, into, you know, the structure of the word, um, the dictionary, the Oxford English Dictionary, says that heaven was also used as a transitive verb, that is, to heaven. To heaven. <laughs> to make heavenly in character, to transport or transform in to heaven. Also, the blessed with heaven, beatify, render supremely happy. And you said, if we view heaven as a verb, we can go around heavening all day. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that. We can go around heavening all day. And I thought, you know, this, this is a really interesting concept because heavening is action. It's an action, it action. right? And it is, and so, it's, it's, the, it's the present progressive. It's about to heaven is the infinitive, but heavening is the present progressive. So you can do that in this very moment. Yes, yes. Very much like the word being, yes? Like, like, the, word word. like the word being. Very being, much yeah. like the word being. And, you know, we've been, as a world, really focused on the idea of being rather than doing um, in order to get us to be more conscious of how we move in the world, how we navigate the world, what our thoughts are, you know, what, what we actually engage in on purpose. And I like the idea that, you know, I can take the being and then pull into it certain qualities that actually are action-oriented. So being... You know, being while heavening. <laughs> I mean, right? I mean, it it is an essence. It is a way to remember to see through this lens that is different. To see through your heaven on earth lens. What it also does, Cheryl, I think, is you know we've been we've been really whacked by the Paris events. Um, and and I think justifiably so. It, it was horrendous, horrendous. And once our grieving and shock is over, what can we do? This is yeah. one way in which you can make a difference. If you choose to say, I'm going to go around heavening all day, now what does that mean to me? And come up with the answer that's unique to you. You know, yeah. we're putting that new energy into the world, and I think that's, yeah. that's strength. Mm. I love that. So, Martin, we're going to take a break. 
So when we come okay. back, we're going to talk more about your project, and we're going to talk about some upcoming work you're going to be doing. We'll be right back. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Leadership is not static. It evolves as you do. At Alexa Consulting, we work with CEOs, senior leaders, and leaders in transition who want to make a difference. Leaders who believe that good business is good for people, good for the world, and knows that conscious actions can have global impact. Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? If you are, then visit our website at www.alexaconsulting.com. That's www.alexaconsulting.com. Alexa Consulting, developing leaders worldwide. Effective leadership is what will propel the world, organizations, and businesses through a range of dynamic changes. How do you keep up with these changes, build skills, and lead effectively? Listen for Innovative Leaders Driving Thriving Organizations with Maureen Metcalf. Maureen offers tools and engaging guests who are leaders in their field. With each week, you'll work on and improve your skills to lead with confidence and drive your organization's success. Tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Business. If you want to learn how to be a better leader, increase your level of business performance, and motivate your team and organization more effectively, listen for Performing at Your Best, Mindset Evolution with Luis Vicente Garcia. Luis Vicente and his guests will share their expertise and enthusiasm in helping you to succeed. It's combining that drive with business skills that will do just that. Tune in live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. We appreciate you joining our leading conversations today. If you would like to participate in today's conversation, please call us now at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. Now back to your host, Cheryl. Welcome back to Leading Conversations. This is Cheryl Esposito with Martin Root today, founder of Project Heaven on Earth. Martin, you've done so much work in the arena. Um, and interviewed so many people about helping them discover their heaven on earth. When you ask this question, you know, there must be, um, you must see patterns or trends or, you know, are there commonalities? You know, what do you see with all of these interviews you've done? Uh, It's a good question, Cheryl. And you could imagine after hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of interviews, uh, and I didn't know this at the beginning. I just was asking what's heaven on earth for you. There are four main, what I call, gateways into heaven on earth. There are other ones, but the main one. So let's go through them one by one. The first is the inner. So there are those people who say the way you create heaven on earth is by creating it inside yourself. And you do that by either getting rid of some of the garbage in, in the way, like you do therapy or you do uh, personal development courses or, you know, you have a coach, you have a mentor. Part of 
all of that is to clear away the garbage in the way of you expressing more heaven on earth. Other right. way to do it, other way to do it would be to, you know, uh, do art, do writing, do dance, do whatever affirmations, whatever for you gives you more heaven on earth internally. So we want to encourage that. So those are the two major inner domains. Then there are people who say, well, in order to have heaven on earth, you've got to have it out in the world. Well, I mean, what about hunger? What about war? What about terrorism? The Paris example. And those are people who are more outer-directed. And mm-hmm. so for them, the major thing generally is end of suffering, end hunger, mm-hmm. end war, end poverty. They're what I call the keystone suffering. That is, in, a, in, a, in an archway, arch bridge, the last stone to go in is called the keystone. That holds yeah. everything together through the tension. If you remove that brick, the whole thing collapses. Well, it's the same with people in suffering. Most people, if, if you talk to them, will come up with one suffering that deeply, deeply hurts their soul. It's their keystone mm. suffering. So there are people who say, end of suffering. External, outer world. There are people who say, no, I want to take on an institution of society. So what is, what is law or government or business or healthcare or technology or media? What if one of the institutions of society said, our job is to co-create heaven on earth? What would they do? That's an outer-directed. Another outer-directed would be a country. You know, I want my country to be a heaven on earth country. Okay, what would you do to do that? So those are outer-directed. So now we've got inner people, we've got outer people, and then we have what I call bridge. The bridge is relationships, the bridge between inner and outer. Mm. Those could be, uh, you know, a relationship with yourself, with another or others, and with God the divine. Mm. So, and then the fourth arena, the gateway rather, is this here now. There are those people who say, look, this right here, right now, this is heaven on earth. And our perceptual filters are just in the way to prevent us from seeing it. So if you mm. just stop, like we can just stop right now for a second and experience heaven on earth right now. Mm. So the four gateways, inner, outer, relationships, and this here now. Now, not everybody is like only one. You know, you could have more than one. I, I'm working on myself, and I'm working on the outer world. Oh, that's all fine. Oh, all fine. But there will be a gateway or gateways that will appeal directly to you, and that's the one mm-hmm. or the ones that you should engage with because that's where the most juice is for you. Mm. That's an interesting approach. Um, I imagine that some people must feel they have not only a passion for one arena, but they also must feel they have access to a particular arena easier than the others. Is that true? Um, not, not easier. It's just this is the one for me. Okay. You, and you can, just, you can just see it. They'll go, oh, well, it's this. And there's no discussion yeah. of this versus that. Right. Uh, you know, I'll give you a couple other examples. Um, our friend Justin Kreiner, police officer in Texas, yes. we were talking about heaven on earth, and he said, oh, heaven on earth, that's obvious. 
the end of crime, and people serving each other. He's mm-hmm. created a 16-page manual called Heaven on Earth for Law Enforcement. Wow. I know. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's just I love it, Dustin. I mean, it's just, he is, I think, the epitome of someone who is working in a world, I mean, his career is as a police officer, working in a world yep. that... Um, says we're here to protect and then has to move forward into some of the most horrific situations and how they get so affected by that and they forget their own humanity because that makes them vulnerable sometimes. And Justin says we can't forget our humanity. That's how we are better at what we do. And so this vehicle for him that you have provided him to be able to you know, trigger that creativity of creating that beautiful, beautiful well, manifesto. Thank you. I'll give, yeah, I'll give you one. I'll give you another. A, a real estate agent, Brenda McKenzie. We were talking about sufferings in the world, and she said homelessness, and and her face went white. Mm. And um, I said, all right. So what's heaven on earth for homelessness? Well, a home for everyone, obviously. No, but that's impossible, Martin. I work 24 hours a day as a real estate agent. I'm in a relationship. Blah, blah, blah. All right, stop, stop, stop. What are you going to do? She went back to her agency, sat them all down, about 10 people, and said, all right, I would like you to agree to commit to end homelessness by providing a home for everyone. And our new program will be called A Home for Everyone. Would you agree that every time you sell a house or a commercial building, that $100 automatically will be removed from your commission and it'll go into a pot. They all said yes. They've developed this, this program called A Home for Everyone. They've raised over $90,000. They've done three years of grants now. And it's, it's, it's amazing. Mm. Example after example after example of how people can make a difference. Well, and, and what it... I'm so struck by in these examples that you give is that um, they are clearly things, actions that one individual can take immediately. So it's not about, well, I have to go out and start a nonprofit organization, a 501c3, and I have to figure out how to do that, and I have to get all the lawyering, and I have to get all... It's about, no, you know, how can I influence, you know, create the pebble in the pond with the ripples, Right. Uh, this is this is amazing, and and just by you know turning to someone and saying no 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 what are you going to do you're essentially like flipping the accountability switch right <laughs> goes on right That's well let's feel like it. why I'm laughing is because one of the things I've been saying is what heaven on earth is asking you to do is to be responsible for making the world work. And at first yeah. blush, at first blush, you go, "Oh my God, that's impossible, impossible, impossible." But if you move that aside and go, "Okay, what's a little thing you can do?" and you discover what that is, and you begin, then you're in the game. Yes, yeah, you are. You are doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so you um, have had this idea, and you've been working diligently to put it together, and, you know, now you have this project, Heaven on Earth, and very committed to it, and there's a a new step in place, and you're going to 
take this learning and multiply it. So talk about how you're going to do that. Yes, I, I, I've met up uh, with Stephen Dynan, I think who you know from the, the SHIP network. He's very yes. deeply committed to heaven on earth. And we've come up with a, a 12-week program that I'd like to tell you about called the Heaven on Earth Ambassadors Program. Imagine you being appointed an ambassador of heaven on earth. What would you do? <laughs> and so we're going to, in 12 sessions, once a week, starting on December 1st, you can find out what you can do easily to become a Heaven on Earth ambassador. So here's some of the things we're going to look at. We'll look at the new story that is co-creating Heaven on Earth. We'll look at the voice of humanity, you speaking as humanity. What do you have to say to the world? We'll look Mm. at overcoming beliefs and obstacles. You know, when we have a a large objective, and this is a large one, you could think of the roadblocks and the misbeliefs pop out of the closet and into your head. So let's see what we can do about using that that wall of bricks to fall down gently Mm. and become a Mm. pathway. We're going to look at what the faith traditions say. We're going to look at a number of different faiths. It's incredible how they talk about heaven on earth. Uh, and then we're going to start with the gateways. We'll do the inner world in one session, the one I talked to you about. We'll look at relationships in one session. We'll look at outer world, of ending a suffering. We'll look at um, having our institutions take their rightful place in co-creating heaven on earth. We'll look at nations and how nations can become heaven on earth nations. Um, we'll look at this here now as heaven on earth. And then we'll end it all with you being appointed or appointing yourself, if you'd like, be, uh, as a heaven on earth ambassador, which means you would come mm. up with a project, your own project, and we'll help you with that. And mm. we start, and we start, and you start changing the story of what it means to be a human and what it means to be humanity. You can find out all about this at the uh, heavenonearthcourse.com. Really simple, heavenonearthcourse. Dot com mm-hmm. is all there. There are bonuses if you sign up. Um, we, we did one of the bonuses, Cheryl, is I interviewed six people, uh, six people who have makers who have done little projects, uh, and they're wonderful. The, the tea lady, the the real estate lady, the penny and day mm-hmm. lady. We even interviewed a dentist who has put a heaven on earth sign on the ceiling in her dental office so that when you lay back and look up on the ceiling. <laughs> There's a heaven on her side. But she doesn't talk to you about it unless you bring it up. She will not bring it up unless you do. And she said, you know, many people during the day bring it up. Because she said, I want dentistry to be a heaven on earth experience. Wow. I know. Now, that's a tall order. <laughs> She's doing it. I love it. I love it. So it's, it's, the, yeah. heaven, it's the website again, heavenonearthcourse.com. HeavenOnEarthCourse.com, and then um, you recently had a book also that was published, Glimpses of Heaven on Earth. Glimpses How of Heaven on Earth. How that was uh, that was four uh, four other people, um, and we looked at ten different values that create heaven on earth: um, hmm. racial harmony, the environment wealth creation, 
uh, little essays along with quotes. A very, very powerful, sweet little book, and we're very, very happy with it. Hmm. So, the values, say those values again. The, the values, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, um, there is racial harmony, there is environmental harmony, there is wealth creation, there's meaning, uh, there's gender equality. Uh, you caught me on this question. <laughs> Those no, that's are... good, that's good. No, no, no. I mean, I, I just wanted to make sure that what I was, um, what my vision of this was, is, and it is, you're describing the way I would imagine it would be, these categories that would be so important and, you know, we may not be able to um, affect the environment um, as a whole across the world today, but each one of us can do something right where we are, right, this here now. And, you know, we may not be able to um, affect the view of gender equality around the world, but we can certainly do that in our own relationships and in what we support and, you know, things like that. It's a really important way to also take a look at being human, in, being, being humanity, yeah? I love yeah, it. Being, being humanity. And, uh, I mean, I'd say what the book does, Glimpses of Heaven and Earth, is it, it lays out these values at the, that I call global values, which is another way for people mm-hmm. to live, another gateway into heaven on earth, that there might be a global value that for mm-hmm. you is really important that you want to live, that you want to contribute to. That's another way into heaven on earth. But I've given you the major Martin, series. There are also some little ones, some you know, some lesser ones. That right, are part of right. Well, Martin, I love this. I love what you're up to. I love the difference you're making in the world. You you are you are living your values. You are living what you want to, this world to be, and that you are to be commended for. And. I know um, people will want to know more. HeavenOnEarthCourse.com is one of the websites. And what your other website is ProjectHeavenOnEarth.com. And exactly. I know that, yes, and so I know people will want to know more. So thank you, thank you, thank you, Martin Root, for being with us today. It's been a privilege, and I am honored to be part of this big endeavor. Thank you, Cheryl, and thanks uh, for, to us and to your listeners for having me. Mm. So remember, everyone, to think big, because the world could be a better place because of a conversation that mattered. This is Cheryl Esposito. Thank you for spending this hour with Cheryl Esposito and Leading Conversations. You can listen live every Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you have a question or comment for Cheryl, please email her at leadingconversations at alexaconsulting.com. That's L-E-A-D-I-N-G-C-O-N-V-E-R-S-A-T-I-O-N-S at A-L-E-X-S-A-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G.com. See you next week.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.